Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Today we're going to be talking about situational awareness, what's going on around us. All right, all right, all right. So what made me think about it today is uh, I was in my car, I just uh, redid the front brakes for the wife and she's crying, oh, you know, the car doesn't stop, you know, whatever, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm I mean, like, that's a, like that's a real problem. So, all right, no problem. I go, I, I change the brakes and I'm just always rushing. I have 20 projects going on and so I go and... Uh, do the brakes, I jump in it to go check it out. And normally where I am, I back up the car and kind of like a three point turn and then I hit the gas and take off. So I jump in it, back up the car and go to hit the brake and it just keeps rolling back down the hill. Well, like, you, oh, you live on, you know, you live with like two cliffs on either side of your property. Yeah. You're like ready so, to die at any minute. And you know, and it, and, and you know, I push down the pedal and I'm like, Am I on the wrong pedal? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't pump the brakes after I did this. I'm an idiot. Yeah, that happens. But my point is, it didn't even occur to me in the second. You know what? I I pumped the brake. I hit it three times, and I stopped before it was a problem. Right. But a little bit after I wanted it to, you know? Right. But I still, I wasn't quick on the draw, yanking the emergency brake or whatever, because, you know what? I just was rushing. I didn't think about anything. I jumped in and, and went to act and didn't put any thought. And I guess that's really what situational awareness is, is mm-hmm. putting a little thought before you, uh, you know, do something can go a long way to making, you know, producing a better outcome. Right. I guess that's the answer that, you know, I'm going for here. Mm-hmm. So, eh, any thoughts? What do you think? Yeah. Of well, when you I, think I, I always hear things about awareness. like the Darwin Awards and people that died doing stupid things. They and do. I know a couple people that, the guy that lost a finger just because he was, wasn't paying attention and, you know, had a glove on and got caught up in some gears and whatnot. And, and I know people always make fun of that, but I've done a lot of stupid things you know, I know that I, luckily I didn't die. I know Everyone does dumb things. You brakes after you put new brake pads on. Mm-hmm. I'm not an idiot. But you know what? You get rushing, and you're yep. like, oh. And, it, you know, if if I'm telling everybody the story, oh, you know, I totaled the back of the wife's car because <laughs> I did this, then I'm a complete moron. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's a funny story because nothing bad nothing happened. Nothing bad happened. But, yeah, same thing. I mean, we know a guy stuck his finger in a snowblower and lost his finger. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, you're an idiot. Who would stick your finger in there and clean mm-hmm. out the snow and... But you know what? We all do stupid things. We all do things. stupid So how can we, we uh, work on ourselves to make us less stupid? Well, that's what it's all about, <laughs> is can we uh, fight the dumb curve? And, you know, obviously, you know, as a prepper, we like to think of, oh, or, you know, we got to be looking out for terrorists. We got to be looking out for bad guys or what's going on around us. Is somebody out to take my wallet? But, you know, like we always say here at the uh, Prepping Badass uh you know, survival podcast. We like to be prepared for anything. That's mm-hmm. what a prepper is. Is somebody who prepares for anything that comes up in life. And, right. You know, if you go and back your car off a cliff, then really you weren't prepared. Yeah. You didn't plan that out the way you should have. Yeah. So in the military, we have something called um, UDA. I think it started out in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. And what it is is observe, orient, 
decide and act. And, you know, we all, you know, everybody says, oh, look around. But you know what? Really, people don't do it. Right. How often are you on your iPod or, you mm-hmm. know, whatever? People are staring at that. They don't even see what's going on around them. Right. And they seem oblivious. You know, that's why texting and driving is a problem. You know, right. I mean, it's because you're not paying attention to what's going on around you. So, but it's also, what are you looking for? You know, when I say look around, you need to think about what you're looking around for. You know, it's not just, hey, keep your head up. That's good. Right. But it's not enough. Uh huh. Um, so, you know, you have observe, I guess, orient is, you know, well, what does it mean? What's what around am I looking you? for? Where are you? What does it matter? And then you decide what's the appropriate response and what should I do? And then you act on it. So, I don't know. When you walk in somewhere, I mean, even, I, I, I feel like I mentioned this before, but when you go into a meeting, when you walk into a, a dangerous situation, when you do anything, you really should play it out in your head. What what are the possibilities? What might I expect here? Right. What's normal and what's going to be out of the normal? And even like say I go into a uh, a job interview. Mm-hmm. If I go into a job interview, I want to plan ahead and be like, you know what? What might this guy ask me? Mm-hmm. You know how many times they always ask the same questions and right. whatever. And you should consider that. You know you think mm-hmm. about it beforehand. And you come in ready to go. You know, people always talk about, well, what's, you know, one of your better traits? What's one of your worst traits? Right. What's one of your, you know, you should think about these before the situation. And that is situational awareness. That's you being prepared before you get there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, same thing. I walk into a, um, go, go into the deli and get lunch. You know, I expect to see people there in line getting food standing around I expect everybody to be calm and relaxed and acting in a normal way and when I see something that deviates from that norm that's you know when it should raise an eyebrow and right not that you're going to panic and run away but hey maybe I should keep an eye on that situation that guy that happens to be wearing a trench coat and it's July the guy wearing a trench coat in July. <laughs> Somewhat suspicious. But, I mean, obviously it can be a lot more subtle than that. And the uh, guy people's body language. agitated right. and hot-headed with, you know, oh, you got my order wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, it's one thing to go up to the counter and be like, oh, you know, you made a mistake here and whatever. And there's another guy, what the hell is this? And, you know, yelling and angry and crazy. And, right. You know. There's a lot of crazy out there, too. You watch and just, you can see things kind of building and escalating mm-hmm. as they come. I mean, you know, they talk about, um, I think in the movie um, Twins, um, they go in and, and he goes back, Arnold Schwarzenegger goes to the, uh, they go into an orphanage where he was. And he was like, oh, this must have been my bed. Right. Because I wanted to be by the, by fire, the fire extinguisher. <laughs> right. So I, I could that. save all the other kids. You know? And, uh-huh. But that's it. I mean, you think about, like, what's going on and what do I need to do if things go bad. Right. The big thing, like, um, back, you know, way back, what was that band? Uh, Great White. They had that fire and everybody burned in that club. Oh, I remember. It was yeah. a big deal. They had sure. the pyrotechnics and whatever. But same thing. When you're going to be in a freaking nightclub... You need to say, hey, when it gets dark, when it gets crowded, where are the exits? Where are the exits? Right. What, where? It takes five seconds to look around and pay mm-hmm. attention. And you have dead time when you're there 
And instead of staring at your phone, looking at the same Facebook posts that you've already stared at 20 mm-hmm. times, maybe, you know, a couple of minutes to just, hey, what's going on around me? Plan the way out. Plan the attack, you know? And, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know I've been in, in several situations that weren't situations simply because I was like, this isn't a place to be. Exactly. This is not a good place to be. I can see these three guys over here getting drunk and angry about bullshit, looking to start a fight with somebody. Yeah. Well, I'm and not that somebody. It, see you later. The tension, as the tension builds, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I didn't want to be here. And you know what? Maybe I'm a tough guy and I like, you know, whatever. I don't mind standing up to a challenge, but I have my family with me. Right. Or I have whatever. And can I protect them? And is this the best situation for me to put everybody in. Mm-hmm. It, you know, we all take risks. We do certain things. And, you know, that's fine and good. I'm not saying run away from stuff, but be aware. Right. And, you know, running away isn't always the best option, especially if it's not a fight that you need to be in. Yeah. You know? Um, We took a... Uh, we went to New York City. I don't know if I ever told you this. Maybe I'm repeating myself again. Who knows? Uh-huh. Um, We went to New York City with the kids. And, you know, you're always like, oh, you know, I, I, I was walking down the road and there's like a homeless looking guy. I don't know. And he comes up and he comes walking over like right next to, to my daughter who's, you know, 12, 13 years old at the time. Mm-hmm. And is walking like, you know, inches away from her. And of course, she's oblivious and doesn't uh-huh. notice anything right. and no problem. And, you know, right away, I kind of, like, nudge her to the side, and I go over and stand where she was and next to the guy. And I'm a big guy, and this guy, by all standards, when I looked at him, I could take this guy in a fight any day of the week. This guy didn't even flinch or move or even care that I was there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this guy's a psycho. Yeah, this is a crazy person. This is the guy who takes the dirty needle and stabs it in your leg. And it's like, aha! (laughs) You now have AIDS! (laughs) I'm like, you know what? We're going to go the other way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so sometimes you read a situation and you realize, you know what? This isn't the right situation for me. Right. Let me take my family another direction. Right. Let me do something different. I find myself a lot of the time when I'm in places that I'm not in every day, mm-hmm. you know, I, I kind of look around and isolate threats, you know, don't deal with this guy, don't go near that equipment. But uh, I get kind of stuck in a in an everyday routine with my everyday routine. Right. You know what I mean? A lot of the times, a lot of the things that you do every day can be dangerous, and you get used to that danger, right? And then you start to forget it. Well, that's like doing the brakes, you know. That's, mm-hmm. that's a typical thing that I do, and whatever. Right. But I, you know, you get rushing. You're worried about five other things, and oh, I got to be here. I got to do this later, and that's yeah. what gets you into trouble, right? And it's just taking a moment to think and and relax and say, Mm -hmm. hey, you know, what's going on here? What can we do? So that's basically, you know, what we wanted to talk about. They have, uh, they say, you know, when I was saying you go into a deli, you expect everybody calm and relax. Same thing, they say like on a bus or a train or a plane, you expect everybody to be pretty easy, pretty relaxed. Right. It's the guy who's agitated 
that, hey, maybe I should keep an eye on that guy. Why mm-hmm. is he sweating? Why is he freaking out? Why is he uneasy? Right. But the same thing, sometimes it goes the opposite way. Mm-hmm. There's an explosion. There's a shooting. Who's the guy in the crowd who isn't, isn't panicked? Right. Who looks like he's prepared for this to happen? Mm-hmm. You know, that's how you read a situation. That's how you know, you know, what's going on around mm-hmm. you and that type of stuff. They say, uh, you know, you look for like shifty hands. And I, I guess, you know, in the military, they, they talk a lot about, you know, you want to look at people's hands, see what weapons they have, if they have anything. But also you can notice, are they trying to conceal something? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, if people have something they want to hide, and it's like in their pocket, in their waistband, in the whatever, you'll see they kind of keep putting their hand there, and they right. keep touching it, and they really tip their hand and, and give it away. Right. But that's another thing. You watch people's hands and see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, people will even like pat on, you know, where... Right. And, you know, if you if you ever uh, talk to or, or read about... Uh, pickpockets they watch those things because people will generally if they're in a crowded area pat their wallet to make sure it's still there well now they know where your wallet is and they see what you're worried about right Right. you keep you know people even you know they keep reaching in their vest pocket right and you do it I mean I know I've done it where you know I oh double check it they talk about there's a uh, a chart I'll, I'll try and put it in the show notes that uh talks about, you know, concealed carry they put out from, uh, I think it was the New York City Police Department actually put it up. And it, it's all about how to identify somebody with, you know, a concealed weapon. And they talk about, you know, oh, does their jacket pull to one side? Right. Does, Watch you know, their waist, uneven, waistline. Uneven, yeah. yeah. When they move, do you see a holster outline? Do you, but there are things, key things that you can look for. Um, they actually tend to like walk with almost a limp. Like you'll see that they'll favor one leg because they're uneven if they're carrying, you know, a mm-hmm. bigger gun. Different things like that. Um, do their clothes suit the weather that's out? You know, it's this guy, like you said, a trench coat, or even you know, you see the guys with the vests because they, they yeah. a lot of them have the concealed carry pockets mm-hmm. and a big jacket things. on when the weather doesn't uh, doesn't necessarily dictate that. Exactly. Um, just even, you know, looking at how does the jacket fit on a person. Right. You know? These are all the things you want to be aware of and, you know, looking out for. Uh, there's a show, um, that show Lie to Me. I know we had talked. I've never seen that. But um, there's a guy, uh, Paul Ekman, and the, the main character in the show keeps talking about, oh, well, Dr. Paul Ekman says this and that in his book and his seminars. Mm-hmm. And this is a real guy. And you can go to uh, paulekman.com. And they actually have a course. It used to be free, but of course now it's not. Uh-huh. But uh, he has a. Uh, it's it still. It wasn't that expensive. It's like uh, ninety bucks or something. Mm-hmm. And I say not that expensive, but it's like a huge life skill that it really teaches you how to read people's faces and with you know are they agitated? Are they anxious? Are they you know? And just some of the little tips they talk about, and I'm sure people you know have things on YouTube or whatever on reading facial expressions and whatever. But it was kind of cool the little class they have you do with it at the Paul Ekman site. You go through it, and you can um, actually it'll show you the faces, and you're like, what's the emotion they're having? What's the emotion? And you know, and you mm-hmm. get to where oh, their eyes are this way, I know, right. you know, and you learn little facial tics and right. things to look for, but 
if you can read and understand what people want, that'll help you with a million other things in life. Mm-hmm. But it also helps you read a situation. Right. And that's really what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah, I know a big deal with a lot of people is you'll see them walking on the street with their headphones in. Yeah. Or checking their phone and and not paying attention to where they're going. I know, yeah. uh, you know, I was watching somebody on their phone, looking at yeah. their phone, walking right towards me. I said, let me stop and see what happens. <laughs> and this person walked right into me, assuming everybody would just get out of their way because yeah. they were yeah. occupied. But, you know, it's uh, you, you got to be... You got to be kind of aware, especially when you're in an area that is open to people that you don't know. Right. Anytime you're in public, you don't know who it is that's around you. You don't know anything about them, their backgrounds, you know, how desperate they are. That's it. You don't know what happened to them this morning at breakfasted their wife, you Mm -hmm. know, yell at them, whatever. You yeah. know, whatever or is the guy they, they might have just murdered out. their home, you know, whole family exactly. and are out, out to go get a coffee and, and you're in their way. And we're not there paying attention. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, again, do we need to be paranoid? Do we need to be, you know, all crazy and frantic? No. I would say yes. Huh? Well, see. <laughs> just because you're you paranoid doesn't mean they're after you. <laughs> doesn't mean they're not after you, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you, you need to be looking around. You need to see what's going on around you. And honestly, dangerous things can happen if you're you know, not it's paying a, attention. A good, um, a good skill to work on is uh, putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. Uh, sometimes I've done this. and I've, I've read it in books and tried it out. But think about, uh, you know, dress awkwardly dress in a way that nobody in your environment dresses go out and see how people react to you okay and it'll start teaching you how people react when something's going on something unusual and it's easy to keep your eye out when you see how people behave around you because nobody wants to stare at you because you're wearing pink leather pants well but they do now you said unusual now that's not, not necessarily not pink leather pants well i mean me. whatever but Different yeah, different strokes. Day to day, but you know. But um, I know uh, you know I've been in my fair share of fist fights, and one thing that I notice is that when you get in an uncomfortable situation, a situation where violence is probably going to happen, you kind of uh, narrow in. It's kind of like a uh, an inborn trait. Okay. You know, you get tunnel vision. You focus on what the threat is. And that's when they pick your pocket. And that's, well, I mean, it's like a predator instinct. You know what I mean? You focus on Where what the, the danger, danger is. is. Right. But you have to teach yourself to widen that tunnel back out. Because I've been in several fights where I was in a fight with one person, then I was in a fight with three people, and I did not see it coming. Did not win that fist fight, turns no, out. doesn't work out. But I mean, it's something you learn. If you get into a fist fight with three people, and my opinion has always been, Find one and bite their ear off. Wait, because the ear? then it's not a soccer game where they're kicking you around. It's a soccer game where the ball might, you know, bite your nose. <laughs> <laughs> and people back up. When they see blood and somebody acting crazy, they back up. Just hey, just like, a heads up. That's a little side it's information. Like the psycho I ran but don't into exactly in the city. Yeah. Don't don't, you know, teach yourself to not get that tunnel vision and even though you're facing a specific threat, stay aware that you're more likely in this situation to also encounter more than one threat at the same time. So, you know, like if you go out, if you go out and get into a fist fights frequently, 
that might be something you want to think about. Or maybe you might want to think a little broader. <laughs> Rethink your life. <laughs> think about the choices where you're hanging out. The choices out. you've you made that's causing drinking. frequent fistfights. You might want to stop drinking. Well, I'm I mean, not sure. Uh, all I'm saying is, uh, you know, it's it's not a bad idea to put yourself in situations you wouldn't normally be in. Okay to prepare yourself and see how you react in adverse situations. Uh, that way, when somebody has a gun or a knife, you know, to leave before that makes its appearance. You know, if they don't have a knife and you do, then you're all right. But you, you don't want to show up gun. to a gunfight with a knife, you know. No, that, that's the wrong way to go, yeah. huh? Another thing I wanted to talk about that we haven't mentioned is when I was in the military, we talked about Operational risk management. Okay. Have you ever heard of that? Tell me. No, I don't. Operational I mean, I risk management. That's like, um, you know, you think about what you're about to do yeah. and all the worst case scenarios. And that way you can you can identify the problems that you're going to run into before you run into them. You can't turn back time, but you can give yourself more time and be better prepared to react to a situation as it as it unfolds in front of you you know it's um it's it's difficult to when you see something that happens that's unexpected it's difficult to react immediately the appropriate way right but if you are prepared for all eventualities then you can you know have in the back of your mind a plan right to react if you're in a building if you're at work if you're you know any place Look around, find the fire extinguishers, you know? Look around and, and find the exits, like we were saying earlier. Yep. Uh, think about think about where the power supplies are to equipment that you're around. Yeah. You know, so you can turn it off if something's going on. You know, but be in the moment. And it's easy to do if you start putting that in your mind now. It'll save you a lot of headaches at some point in your future. If you've lived to 25 or 30 years old... You've already, I'm sure, unless you don't do anything but stay in your room and play video games, I'm sure you've already encountered situations where things went bad fast. Right. You know? But a lot of that is being prepared for those specific situations. Yeah. You know, if you know where the fire extinguisher is, a fire isn't a big deal. You know, you can put it out immediately. But if you don't know where the fire extinguisher is, things can get out of control fast. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess to your point, one of the things I I run into in my line of work is people never know where the breaker boxes are. Right. Nothing's labeled. They have no idea how to do anything in their house. Mm -hmm. And the same thing, nobody knows how to shut off the water in their house. And I'm like, but wait, so you don't know how to shut off your house? You don't know how to shut off the water to the refrigerator? Well, no problem. We can shut off the whole house. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't know how to do that. But what if a pipe breaks? Yeah, what are you going to do? You're just going to let it run until the plumber shows up? And apparently that's what's yes. been happening in yes, the world. Yes, that is the answer. <laughs> and so I just, uh, I'm always blown away with that. And people will call us, oh, something's leaking. It's right. getting all over my house. And I'm like, yeah. I had a lady the other day. She calls and. It's like, oh, you know, my dishwasher's broke. You got to come and whatever. And I'm like, yeah, come tomorrow. No big deal, whatever. Sure enough, an hour later, my answering service is calling me and they're saying, 
well, it, it's this lady you spoke to and her dishes are dirty. She doesn't know what to do. And I'm like, but I, I didn't even know how to, I didn't even call her back. I didn't even know what to say. Because I don't even know. Do you want to deal with that amount of stupid? Like, how much money can you possibly have if you're that dumb? And sometimes the answer is a lot. I don't understand that. But, but I mean, that's those are all things that you should at least know in your own home, your apartment, wherever you live, is how do you turn off your furnace? There's an emergency switch for your furnace. There is you know an where emergency it is? switch. How many times know? are we called to people or whatever? Oh, you know, how many times have your friends called you and said, oh, my furnace won't come on. Can you come over and help me? And you mm-hmm. go over and, oh, you shut off the light switch yeah, at the, to the basement. Yeah. That was your furnace, not yeah. your light. Oh, oh. you know, or... Do you know how to turn your water off? I mean, there is a place in your house where the water comes in, and there's a valve there. There is there a, should valve be there. a valve there. <laughs> there should be a valve there. And you can turn it off to the whole house. Just, Hypothetically, if you, your and, dumb house was done by a real plumber, you can turn it off and isolate yes. parts of your house also. That's even better. Mm-hmm. But that's, I guess, why you know I brought up the ridiculous one with the lady with the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. One, because it's funny, but two... If you can't figure out what you're supposed to do, and then she tried to explain to me, because I think she realized I was annoyed when I, I showed up the next day, and she's yeah. like, oh, well, you know how I called? What it was was my kid was sick, and I wasn't sure I could get the water hot enough to do the dishes and whatever. To, you know, she tried to right, justify right, right. it. Okay. Like, you really couldn't boil water if you're that paranoid. Right. And put the silverware or whatever <laughs> you're worried about in there. And uh-huh. again... I'm not that paranoid. I, I believe that soap kills germs. Who knew? But, yeah. you know, if, if you're that worried and whatever, mm-hmm. I, I worry what do people do if they don't have toilet paper? Yeah. You know, I mean, I just... Yeah, well, I mean, that's a, that's honestly <laughs> one of those situational awareness things where I've gotten in trouble. Uh-huh. I went in, I I was going to a place to check on something, and I, I got there and I was like, ooh. It's, this is happening. I got about four seconds. Ran in. I found a bathroom, and it was just in time. Just in and time. then I looked over. No paper. No toilet. And what do you do in that situation? Well, I mean, there's there's a couple of, there's a couple of situations. You look for you look in your wallet first. That's my first go to. Yeah. If you have a dollar, it is worth a dollar. But five, if you only have a five dollar bill or above, so much. I don't know. But I mean. If you have to wipe with a sock, you can't flush a sock. Because then you're in worse sock. trouble. But what no. are you going to do? Throw in their throw a poopy <laughs> sock in their garbage? <laughs> Whose house are you in then? Well, that's what I'm saying. You can't, you can't just throw it and be like, all right, I'll see you later. Uh, you know, but I mean, toilet paper is something now I keep in my car. All because right. you never know when you're going to be in an emergency and you're you prepared. just have to poop. I can't tell you how many times I've pooped outside and the toilet paper came in handy. All right, good to know. Mm-hmm. I like pooping. Sometimes I, I like got proper fast paper. food to go and they always stick napkins in there. That's Don't throw those out with the rest of it. No. No, stick it in your gun no. box, man. Emergencies I, happen. I seem to remember a friend of ours was big on the moist towelettes and the, the what is it, uh, baby wipes or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they have fancier names. Well, for, let me when tell you, you use it for pooping, do they have a better name than baby wipe? Let me tell you about something. Uh, there is this thing that they have that for sale that say flushable wipes. 
Oh, they are not flushable. <laughs> That's just you, a myth. I mean, you can flush them and they will go down your toilet and not stop it up. But okay. at some point, they're going to go down through the system and into something, some pump. <laughs> and it's going to clog it up. And do you know who likes to get into shit and pull flushable wipes you out do. of pumps? Uh, nobody. Uh, well, there's two types of people. <laughs> there's two types of people that like to do that. Ficophiliacs and people that get paid a lot of money. Okay. And so you pay your taxes. If your toilet water goes to away from your house, that means it goes to a poop plant. And you're paying the taxes on that flushable wipe that clogged up that pump that that guy had to to, uh, remove with a pair of pliers. So they're not flushable. Just heads up. Just, uh, you know, common decency. Don't don't flush flushable wipes. The Leathermans used to pull out these wipes out of the pump. They can also be used to operate... Uh, Removing splinters. Right. Uh, heating up your coffee over a camp stove. Coffee over a camp stove. Yeah. I'm just worried that are you washing... The poop, the poop doesn't just stay... I hear the excitement the about this poo guy, and I just worry, you uh, know, that... Well, I mean, there's some people that are into that. I don't understand that whole world. I'm sure if you go on the internet, you can find websites <laughs> dedicated to that. I haven't looked, but I'm sure they're there. All right. Uh, a friend of mine was over the other day and was telling me that they they found their 12-year-old daughter watching Two Girls, One Cup. If you don't know what that is... Don't look it up. Good luck. Yeah, stay <laughs> away from it. It's not something anybody wants to see. No. All right. And on that note, I think we're going to uh, wrap it up. So check us out at PreppingBadass.com. Maybe check us out on Patreon. Support. Show us a little love. Mm -hmm. We do love money. A little love would be uh, nice. But Mm -hmm. uh, otherwise, we're happy to have you here. We're happy you're listening. You know what? We'd like a cool iTunes review. But instead of leaving us a regular review... Check five stars, cause come on. Right. But then in the description, in your comments, tell us about a situation where you guys used situational awareness, or maybe you didn't use situational awareness. <laughs> cause we'd love to hear about it, hear what's going on with the fans, and keep listening. Good night. Ooh.